0: Late today, Chris
1: Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit.
3: Hi, everyone. Hi, Mark and Charity. This is your crime creep neighbor, Kayla, from Providence, Rhode Island. And I am so excited to be listening to Case Watch
2: Podcast. And we're so excited you're listening to Case Watch Podcast. We're so
3: excited.
2: We're like wicked excited.
3: We are wicked excited.
2: Wicked. Wicked. You know what makes me wicked excited is when people go to 603-212-4600 and leave us a voicemail.
3: Mark, they can use their pointer finger to to dial the number like you use your pointer finger to hit the...
2: It's up, guys. It's
3: up. It's descending. Okay.
2: Uh, oh, the power.
3: We actually don't have a case watch court today, but he just finds any excuse to want to punch.
2: You down. mentioned
3: I know. the button. The finger, the, button po- gets the point to finger. Pushed. It does.
2: Guys, can't thank you enough for all the five-star reviews that you left us. They do help. If you want to help out the gang and do something good for us, go to Apple Podcast, search Case Watch Podcast, leave a five-star review. It honestly does not matter what you write as long as you leave five stars. You can write something fun, though.
3: You can write something fun. You can write in all caps Team Charity with like five exclamations if you'd like.
2: Yeah, I don't know why you would do that. But
3: and if you don't have any Apple products, you know, just maybe ask a friend.
2: Oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. Guys, go to your friend's phone. <laughs> ask them first. No, don't ask them. <laughs> go ahead and open the Apple app. Leave a five-star review on this podcast and hit subscribe.
3: Amazing.
2: That will help us.
3: Amazing. Charity you should see underscore watch
2: case watch just figured
3: it out. That's why it should be Team Charity on the five star.
2: I gotta, I'll i give it to you this week. Yes. Guys, it is Charity's week. Yes. She deserves it. I love it. Charity, what do you have for us today?
3: All right. I have some more amazing weird history. I do love these. I, I love, you know, I, triple D's are my, I, I've, I'll never not love the triple D's, right? Yep. But I do enjoy that we have. More than one segment now of funny crap.
2: I do too. It actually in me not knowing what one you're going to do, but the weird history, it, it's it's like definitely a su- got a place in my heart. It's
3: a surprise. It is. It really is. I'm just going to go right ahead and get in.
2: Charity, dive into the weird history. Okay.
3: If you lived in medieval Britain, sprouts and cabbage could be very dangerous. What are sprouts? It's like Brussels sprouts, that type of thing. Ew. Yeah, I don't like Brussels sprouts, but some people do. So I, th- I, that's okay.
2: I've replaced the green group in the food pyramid with ice cream.
3: Oh, okay. Yep. Well, isn't that dairy?
2: No, or ice cream put- is separate. Oh, okay. In my in my chart, it's too. This
3: is where the "more you know" button needs to come in. <laughs> this was, of course, because there were itsy bitsy evil demons hiding between the green leaves. Oh my god! Yeah. They were demons. (laughs) To save you from getting really sick or worse, dying, a cross would be cut into the bottom of these scary vegetables before they were cooked. And then you were fine if you ate them.
2: That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's funny
3: because to this day, people still cut the bottom before they cook them. Wow. But not for that reason. It's just like the way they cook them.
2: No, I'm pretty sure it's it's a leftover from that reason though. That's
3: you know what guys that was
2: passed along, I bet, and now people just do it not realizing what Maybe. they're doing.
3: Guys, let us know if you do that before you cook them.
2: I gotta know. I've never once cooked a Brussels sprout and <laughs> I never will, so I couldn't tell you.
3: Do you like any vegetables?
2: I like green beans from a can. Okay. I like corn, which I've heard is not really a vegetable, and I like peas. Oh, okay. But I don't like fresh versions of these. We just had this discussion when me and funny. my girlfriend were out to eat, and the guys was like, oh, the mixed veggies this week, you know, because it comes with seasonal yeah. vegetable, it comes with green beans. I'm like, great. Are they from a can, or are they fresh? And he's like, oh, they're fresh. You'll love them. I'm like, don't want them. <laughs> if you about- can give me the ones from the can, I will take them. They taste gross.
3: What about carrots? Never. Really?
2: And I love beef stew, and the first thing I do is launch all oh, those, those those little teeny- orange missiles of nastiness oh, into the trash. they're so good. They're
3: disgusting. Are oh, they?
2: they're w- the, probably one of the worst for me. Are
3: they de- disgusting?
2: They're D de- gross.
3: <laughs> disgusting. Right. Like we know this about Mark now. Yes. All right, here's the next one. Our sixth president of the United States, John Quincy Adams.
2: Isn't he a fellow Massachusetts gentleman?
3: I believe so. He thought... There was mole people. So I shouldn't know, like, have moles, taken credit
2: for him. <laughs>
3: you know, like the moles that live under the dirt? I do. He thought there was a whole community of mole people. All
2: right. I have a confession to make. What? All right. So sometimes I do weird stuff. Have,
3: sometimes?
2: Yes. Have you ever seen those little teeny villages that people build in their gardens of the garden gnomes, but the yeah. little mini ones? Yeah. I, at one point- Did you steal in them? In the not so distant past- like built this massive city of garden gnomes Aww. in my old garden at my old house. Was it, and it cute?
3: Was, Do you have pictures?
2: I wish I did. It was phenomenal. It had trees. It had like, I went all out. Like, you know, you ever seen the Sopranos when they had the, the train set yeah. that's in his house? Of course. It was like that, but Aww. in my garden,
3: but they weren't real. He thought that these people were, Oh, Sorry.
2: Look, I didn't say they weren't real. Oh. I'm pretty sure when I went to bed they went on and lived their life. Oh. And they're like Toy Story, they just froze during the day.
3: He he looked very defeated when I said they weren't. I real. was just like he's like
2: Who put those Char- words in your Char- mouth? Char- Charity's so weird. <laughs> Sorry. Just had it's to okay. throw
3: that out there about myself. His belief was so strong, just like yours was, Mark. Yep. That he would gather men for an expedition. He had these men dig and dig, hoping to find these moles and set boundaries with our government and theirs. Sadly, no moles were found. So he wanted to have a meeting of the minds with their head of government, it sounds like, with himself, so that they can decide how they would live in harmony.
2: You know what makes me laugh in my head? What? Is I guarantee the more he dug and the more he didn't find him, he's like, These guys are tricky. They really hide well. I can't find them. Yeah. That's probably what was going on here.
3: Well, yeah, because if he truly believed they were going to find them, maybe he maybe they he was even more afraid cuz did they have a large army that they were going to attack with? Did
2: this how the mystery of Sasquatch came about? I don't know. That's actually a question I asked my girlfriend yesterday. I was like, "Do you believe in Sasquatch?" She's like, "I don't even want to dignify that with an answer." I do. I'm like, do you? I think there's something go. There's got to be something going on. There is, Come there's on, there's got to be
3: more than one h- other hairy man besides Mark out there.
2: Yeah, your husband. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well,
1: yes.
2: <laughs> I honestly think when we get back to doing secrets, lies, and alibis, we need to do Sasquatch. Definitely. And we will be launching that again soon, guys. We just haven't had the time yet. But that's one for the books. That's it one really I want. I- I- guys, you have one you want us to cover in that genre of our other podcast? Let me know.
1: Yep.
3: Here's another.
2: Oh boy, it gets better.
3: Ancient Romans had many gods. One of the not as well-known gods was Fascinus. What? You see, Fascinus was the winged penis god. <laughs> wow. I love this one. This one makes me so happy. Guys, there's a picture and you should look it up.
2: I'm right. going to look it you're up while it you're it doing up, right? it. I Want me yep. to spell it for you? Sure, go ahead.
3: F-A-S-C-I- N-U-S. F-A-S-C-I-N-U-S. All right. Fascinus God. (laughs) Impressive. I'm going to describe what it looked like, and then the people can look it up on their own. It's it's pretty impressive. This. It's (laughs) double-sided. So his body was an erect penis and testicles the testicles had an erect penis which had a penis for a tail and penises for legs
2: <laughs> guys she's not joking
3: <laughs> he had wings to zoom around and bless mortals people would carry penis figurines
2: <laughs> charity <laughs> wore- look at this one there's a woman riding fascinus <laughs> around like it's a, a flying dragon Guys, do yourself a flavor. Insert this on Google and just keep scrolling. This is phenomenal.
3: People also wore pendants as necklaces, similar to wearing a cross. I see it. There it is. Guys. I'm not wearing this. People were literally walking around sporting penis jewelry, and it was because they thought it would bring them luck. Because <laughs> the penis is so lucky. This is wow and we wonder why <laughs> the penis was a god it was an actual god i didn't know that
2: there's another rendition of him that <sighs> looks like medusa except the snakes are not snakes if you get my drift
3: the penises the arms Wait, are not see
2: arms Let me see. the arms are not arms the hair are not snakes
3: <laughs> guys my malt is killing me from like smiling this is brings me so much joy Oh, my gosh. This next one.
2: Guys, send us your favorite screenshot of your favorite. Oh,
3: of your favorite. Of your fascinus
2: fa- character. Yes.
3: Fascinus.
2: I got to ask you, Charity, if you were a Roman god back in the day, what would you have been? Not the funky ones like this. I don't know. But the know. real ones.
3: I don't know.
2: I think I would have wanted to have been Zeus. Yeah? I think so.
3: I don't know. Let me think about that, and we'll come back to that another time, because I'm not sure. It just makes
2: me curious. I love the Roman gods. It would have either been Zeus or Poseidon.
3: Yeah. This, oh, yeah, Poseidon. Yeah.
2: I love that stuff. Could I
3: have been a woman Poseidon? Because I would have liked that.
2: If you were a god, you could have been whatever you wanted. I don't think we, you know, all those gods could have been women. Who are
3: we to judge? That's right. All right. This is the last one, and I have to say, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through it.
2: (laughs) Can I make a request? Yes. Actually, we'll ask the people charity can we do one episode where not just you do it but we both do it we do just an episode of this kind of stuff we do the stupid criminal excuses oh, I would love it. we do triple d's yes and we just go back and forth and just joke around and have fun about it yes
3: a non-serious episode would be it'd be like a, an episode cleanser
2: yeah if, if we have any creeps that want to come yes. on oh my god kind of yes. like christopher did a couple weeks ago yes. want to come on and do an episode with us with us with us, with us? Yeah, hello. Like I said, second day Englishing, apparently. <laughs> if we have any crime creeps that would like to come on and do an episode like this with us, reach out to us. Absolutely would love it. This would, would make be, my day. That would be so much fun. Now I'm going to watch Charity intently while she tries to <laughs> not laugh during this next one. Oh, I'm not,
3: I'm not even going to say I'm not going to laugh because I, I, I don't know even how this one came about. And I just was so blessed that I found it.
2: I'm excited. Let's roll.
3: You know the saying, you're just blowing smoke up my ass? Oh my God, I don't even know where this is going, but I love it. This was a literal statement back in the day. That's right. Centuries ago, tobacco was described as quote unquote sacred herb and used by doctors to treat all sorts of ailments or sicknesses. In the 1700s, tobacco smoke enemas. Wow. We're thought
2: to You're be going there.
3: very healing. A rubber hose was placed inside the person's rectum and tobacco smoke would be blown up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I hope the tobacco wasn't menthol.
2: <laughs> oh my God. All right. So I got to stop you so you can gain your composure. Thank you. You say, I don't know how this happened. People do coffee enemas right now
3: yeah, but this is smoke. They're oh, putting like it's like smoke, okay. Appears. but
2: oh, so coffee's better than smoke.
3: No, <laughs> I guess. But this one just really got me for some reasons. I, I have
2: questions on this and how they I, I need to know how this is actually done.
3: Well, you can, re- you can read into it and look at the I'm
2: going to check it out also, later.
3: Also, some pictures, guys. Oh, boy. The enemas were used for all kinds of ailments, headaches, colds, cancer, and it was even used to help stop a heart attack. So you could have that tube stuck up your ass, and that tobacco go up there if you were in the middle of a heart attack, and it would save you.
2: Hold on. Ready? Kristen, <laughs> I have a headache. Can you bring in the hose and a cigarette? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: you,
3: need the, you need the rubber tube. The rubber tube. <laughs> oh, my God. The procedure was also used to revive drowning victims. No word of a lie, guys. The nicotine would, of course, make the heartbeat faster and warm the victim from the inside out. <laughs> huh. Interesting form of CPR, don't you think? That's different.
2: That's not the CPR I was taught.
3: The healing tobacco air would push all the water out going up through the body. This was the weird.
2: <laughs> oh my God.
3: This was the real wacky tabacky guys.
2: <laughs> she almost fell off her chair. I think she was doing some uh, uh, cigarette enemas oh. earlier.
3: <laughs> okay. This might be shocking to you guys, but this treatment really didn't help in any of these ailments. You but, don't say, but it could seriously cause danger to the person doing the procedure. If the patient tooted <laughs> <laughs> While the doctor was blowing into the tube, poop particles could get into the lungs and kill the doctor. Ew. How'd you die? Here lies Dr. So-and-so.
2: Oh my God. I didn't even think the person blowing the smoke actually has to put their mouth on the tube to blow the smoke.
3: And Isn't isn't, <gasps> isn't gas like that kind of gas? Isn't that <sighs> methane, pure methane? That's not good for you. <gasps> So yeah, you could die. These doctors were literally risking their lives to save these patients with these tobacco enemas.
2: That is crazy.
3: That one was, caused me some delight.
2: I almost feel like we should just wrap the segment up. Things can't get crazier than that.
3: <laughs> the seg- that is the last one.
2: <laughs> no, I'm saying like, for good. Like, for <laughs> is, is there a better one than this? I
3: think there might be. I really do. Because just when I think I've found all of the strange history, There's another one that just is delivered to me by a divine, I don't know how it happens, it just shows up in my search. All
2: right, so I have a confession to make. There's a lot of speculation, no charity, (laughs) there's no hoses or cigarettes behind me.
3: Okay, just checking.
2: Literally. (laughs) People were speculating on the Crime Creep page about the funny placement of our last Drizzly ad where I was cozily comforting on the couch- Know After this. this was, Charity got done telling us about the things that happened on the couch. All right. So as much as I want to take 100% credit <laughs> for that, yes, I choose the spots where the ads go. I don't choose what ad goes into that spot, but I did cross my fingers and hope to heaven it was that
3: spot. And it was divine intervention. See,
2: that worked out you great. You open
3: it up to the universe and it comes to what comes to you.
2: Absolutely. So there you go, people. There was a lot of people commenting on that, so I just figured I would touch on that a little bit. All right. So what do we have today, Charity? At Parker, our
0: purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward.
1: So,
3: unfortunately, Mark, there's uh, many killers out there, as we know. Yep. And there's a good amount of them that are teenage killers. And we're going to be talking about one of those today. And her name is Alyssa Bustamante.
2: Okay. I've never heard of her, so I'm excited to hear this case. Yeah.
3: Alyssa was born on January 28, 1994, in Cole, Missouri, to some very troubled parents. Both parents were addicted to drugs at the time of her birth. And they were both just teenagers at the time. So, I don't know if she was born, you know, if she had to have withdrawals. I don't know how the drugs would Uh, affect her.
2: super sad when that happens. Because
3: that could factor into this, right? It very well may. I agree. Yeah. So, her father was actually in jail for assault when she was born. That's a good look. And her mother ended up in jail on drug charges. Um, So, that's sad too. And due to both of her parents being in jail when she was a young child, her grandparents, Gary and Karen Brooke, were granted custody of her and they later adopted her. When Alyssa was of school age, her now parents or grandparents would send her to school. At first, she seemed well adjusted and was doing well. She appeared to be like any other child her age, happy to go to school and participate with other students. Alyssa's friends have said that she liked to joke around and enjoyed writing poems. She was even involved in the many youth activities at her church. Sounds like her grandparents were doing their best to keep their granddaughter busy and had her involved in positive situations. Yeah, definitely sounds it. By all accounts, right. They're trying to do the right thing. You know, this poor little girl has her parents are not, you know, in the picture right now. And- They're trying to step in and be the parents.
2: Do we know if this is the mother's parents or father's parents?
3: I would assume it's the mother's parents because her last name is Bustamante. Okay. As the young girl got older, she began to change. She started inflicting harm on herself in more than one way. One of them would be cutting herself. That was very common for a long time. It still is, unfortunately, I think. It's sad. It's very sad. In 2007, Alyssa tried to kill herself. This, of course, frightened her grandparents, and they became extremely concerned about her mental state. For this reason, they sent her away to a mental facility. While she was there, she received a full evaluation and was put on antidepressants to hopefully help her to not attempt suicide again. So, again, they did the right thing. They Mm -hmm. said, oh, my gosh, what is going on with our granddaughter? We need to get her the help she needs, and they put her in a facility. Once back at home, she would continue with psychological therapies. The medication and therapies didn't seem to help the way everyone had hoped and Alyssa would try and cut her wrists on more than one occasion. Her friends would say that she would show them the scars. I wonder if this was a cry for help. Why else would she show her friend her scars? And you know, people probably say, why didn't the friends go to somebody? Why didn't they? Think of being in a close-knit group of friends, right? She probably told them, please don't tell anyone. You know, confiding in them. This is just something that I need to to show you guys, but please don't tell my grandparents. Please don't tell anyone at school. I can only imagine. I mean, I
2: get it. I really do because you're in that close knit relationship and this person is opening up to you and you do actually like them. So you don't want to do something that might take that relationship away. I get it.
3: And I can say, I can say for myself when I was a teenager, if you had that tight knit group of friends You did confide in each other. and Don't tell anyone. Please don't tell anyone. Or, you know, you you did things like that. Absolutely. Don't tell my parents. Don't tell my parents. It'll be fine. You know, I, I can see how that happens. Absolutely. Here's something that is more disturbing. Oh, boy. Alyssa was all over social media. She even had a YouTube channel where she stated that her hobbies were killing people and cutting. Hmm she uploaded some extremely disturbing home videos. One video shows her trying to get her brothers to touch an electric fence. Oh, my God. Yep, after touching it herself, receiving quite the shock. Before the boys got shocked, Alyssa wrote, this is where it gets good. This is where my brothers get hurt. Oh, my God. Wow. Why didn't anyone report this? Right? And here's my thing with the grandparents. I'm sure they're older. I'm sure they didn't have a access to, or didn't even know she was on YouTube, right?
2: I probably didn't even know what YouTube was. Let's be honest. They're from
3: an older generation. You know what I mean? We can't fault them for that. But why didn't YouTube flag it?
2: That is a good question. But what time was this? What was the time frame here? So
3: I think around like 2007, 2008-ish.
2: Okay. Yeah, it's definitely something. You can't say it was old, the infancy of YouTube and the, like the AI wasn't there and stuff. But,
3: you know, it makes you wonder. Things weren't as easily found back then. Right. I don't know. She even wrote on her Twitter feed, all I want in life is to find a reason for all of the pain. Guys, this is a disturbed girl, and she is reaching out for help on so many different platforms. It's so sad. It really is. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know why somebody didn't say something. They obviously didn't take her seriously or seriously enough, maybe. I
2: don't know. Good question.
3: All right, guys, we're going to get into the murder. It is uh, very sad because it does involve a child. Trigger warning, guys. Trigger warning. It's not um, super gory, but still it does involve a child. Clearly, many were noticing Alyssa's troubles. And just two weeks before she took an innocent life, her Prozac was increased. Remember that. Okay. Elizabeth Olton was a little nine-year-old girl that lived four houses down from Alyssa. Elizabeth was last seen at about 6.15 p.m. when she left her friend's house to walk home. The friend was literally only two houses away from her house, and this was on October 21st, 2009. She did this all the time, you know, because it was right there. Yeah, I did in my neighborhood. My parents told me what time I needed to be home. And my friend lived like
2: three houses down the road. I used Absolutely. to walk to his house all the time. All
3: the time. This is where it gets horrific, guys. The 15-year-old spotted the 9-year-old by herself and grabbed her. Alyssa first strangled the little girl, then slit her throat. And if that wasn't enough, she would then stab her eight times. Oh, my God. Her body was then placed in one of two shallow graves that Alyssa had dug five days earlier and covered with leaves. Oh, my God. She was planning this. Yep. Yep. Talk about premeditation. Wow. Some speculate that she dug two graves instead of one because she was at first thinking of killing both her brothers instead of Elizabeth.
2: What a grade A Mm douchebag.
3: Here is what Alyssa wrote in her journal after she murdered Elizabeth. This is trigger warning and very upsetting as well. Just want to state that. I just effing killed someone. I strangled them and slit their throat and stabbed them. Now they're dead. I don't know how I feel ATM at the moment. It was amazing. As soon as you get over the, Oh my God, I can't do this feeling it's pretty enjoyable i'm kind of nervous and shaky though right now Kay, i gotta go to church now lol what a uh, wow wow just i can't wow. say the word i want to say and guys that's just what she did she went to church like nothing happened
2: i hate this person
3: elizabeth's parents became panic-stricken when she didn't come home and called the police to report her missing at about 7 p.m the little girl was afraid of the dark and her family knew she would not walk alone at that time. They knew something wasn't right. So it was to me, it sounds like it was still light enough at 615 when Mm -hmm. she was to walk home. And by seven, it would be dark. And they knew everyone who knew her knew she was afraid of the dark. So they knew something was terribly wrong. Police began searching for Elizabeth and, of course, questioned all the neighbors. They even searched the area where her body was and didn't find her. They pinged her cell phone and couldn't find that either. At first, Alyssa tried to get police to look in the wrong place, try to throw them off. When authorities investigated the Trouble Girl's history, they put the pressure on and were able to search the home. This is when they found the diary with the confession in it. Alyssa was arrested and finally confessed. She was the one that brought the police to the little girl's lifeless body. Wow. Wow. The authorities now knew what happened to Elizabeth, but no one could understand why. The only one and only explanation Alyssa would give is that she wanted to know what it felt like to kill somebody.
2: I'm angry, but I want to to roll back for a second. Sure. When you had mentioned the diary entry, and I almost feel like she separated herself from it. She's like, I just killed someone. No, you didn't just kill someone. You killed a nine-year-old innocent girl. When you say I just killed somebody, I'm sorry, but in my head, I'm thinking an older, like you killed an older man. Right. You killed a nine-year-old little girl.
3: The fact that she is separating herself from it even being, acting like almost, it's not even like it's a human being type of thing is upsetting to me. ATM, LOL. ATM, LOL. That is pure disregard for human life. Pure disregard for human life. And I don't understand how easy it was for her. Yeah. You know, it's, <sighs> I agree that that entry really got me to
2: really like, I'm sorry, guys, it pissed me off. Me too. I try not to say that word or anything like that, but I, this is unacceptable. It is. And like I said, I just can't get over the fact that it was just so easily written down.
3: Yeah. It was, it was so enjoyable. Yeah. Once I got over the the shock of I'm going to do this, it was so enjoyable. Like that's that is disgusting. I didn't know how I felt. ATM? Yeah. I got to go to got go to go church now, LOL. Like she's making a joke about it. Yeah. I, I literally just killed somebody. Just a rando, making it sound like a, like just a random person, like she did a drive by or something. Yep. And now I'm going to church, to the church. So like let's look at let's look at that. I'm going to be some, a murderer that's now in church. <laughs> it's so funny.
2: Yeah, that's kind of yeah. exactly what I was thinking too. Yeah.
3: And I picture like a valley girl voice. Sorry.
2: Oh my God, I do too now. Yep. I don't know. This is sickening. I, I just got to see where this goes.
3: Yep. This to me is one of those situations where I'm sure all of her family and friends wished they had said something or done something. Like looking back, her friends would probably like, oh my God, this little girl is dead. And they probably feel a sense of guilt. Not, I'm not saying they should be because they were just kids themselves and they did what they thought they were doing for I, their friend.
2: I've touched on this in previous yeah. episodes and I'll, I kind of half-brushed by it again on this episode. We can all take ourselves back to the 14 to 16-year-old version of ourselves. Oh, absolutely. Everybody just do that for a second. Yep. In order to understand this, let's let's roll ourselves we, back there.
3: Honestly, I can honestly say... If I were in her friend's shoes, I don't know what I would do. Adult charity would tell somebody. Yep. But close friend teenage charity might not.
2: Okay, so 14-year-old version of Mark was very trusting of his friends, thought he knew everybody, and would say, how many times, and this isn't appropriate, and we shouldn't have this, sort of speak, in our vernacular at all. How many times when you were 16 years old and somebody— you know, made you mad. You're like, Oh, I hate them. I wish I could kill them. Yeah. It was something we said a lot. So that wasn't something that, you know, back then, if one of my friends said that kind of stuff that I would have taken seriously. And
3: also the friends, I mean, it doesn't say they have not had any accounts here that said that she told them that she wanted to kill someone. Yes. It, you know, she was saying weird things on social media, but they were saying, yes, we were aware that she was troubled and tried to kill ourselves. And basically they were trying to be there for her, but I don't believe they thought she was going to kill somebody. Yeah.
2: Half the people on my social media now as adults say stupid stuff. Oh my God. So yeah. I look past a lot of that. Yeah. So I get these friends not reporting it. I really do. I'm yeah. not saying that they're right or wrong or indifferent. I don't think any of them ever thought this was going to happen. Right. It's unbelievable.
3: It is. And her, her grandparents, honestly,
2: did they, their best they
3: certainly tried to do their best i mean they really did and you know here they are they already raised their kids yeah and now they're they're here with once again trying to help a child a very troubled child that they their hands are tied and yeah. they're trying their best to get get her help you know i don't know anyone that saw the disturbing youtube video of her putting her brothers in harm should have certainly and honestly called or contacted someone i wonder if those are still available online they're not they're not okay They're not. They've been taken down.
2: It just makes you wonder if you could go back and look at it and see signs. That's all. But
3: then again, if her, he has the devil's advocate. If her YouTube was private and she only allowed certain people to see it. Yeah. That could be why too. If it's a public platform and anyone can see it, somebody certainly might've come across it. Did you see the movie? Don't F with cats. No. The documentary. You should watch that.
2: I do agree with that. Don't F with cats though.
3: Yeah, and it, you should watch it. It involves cat lovers that were online that actually uh they actually were able to get a killer arrested because of it because really? he was doing bad things to cats. <gasps> That's how it started and they saw it on YouTube and they were they they're like we're taking him down.
2: And it's if anybody awesome. knows me, they you know have, my love of cats. You
3: have to watch it, Mark. It's a documentary.
2: I'm I'm going to yeah. I am the crazy cat guy.
3: Mhm. So anyways, it could have been stopped, which is the saddest thing, but who's, like we just said, you go back, yeah. you, you don't know. Alyssa was charged with first-degree murder, and on November 17th, 2009, she appeared in court, and the judge would announce she would be tried as an adult. Good. Yep. Even though Alyssa not only confessed to the murder and brought them to the body, she would enter a plea of not guilty. While in jail, she would cut herself with her own nails and made more than one attempt at suicide. So she she is a troubled person, clearly. Yeah. Right. She is. But she murdered somebody.
2: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich.
3: Her lawyer was able to get her to a psychiatric facility for mental help, so that she would be competent for her trial. I now, sorry, so
2: yes, she did murder somebody, but I do feel very strongly about mental health. So if uh, this is this is the double edged sword, yep, she needs to get the help she needs. Yeah, but I don't think she deserves to get back out. No, I believe she needs to spend the rest of her life in a secure mental facility.
3: You have to factor in the premeditation. Yeah. That that shows some competency. 100%.
2: Think, you know what I mean? You're uh, right. She dug two holes. We can't so we cannot forget that.
3: Because of this, her actual trial wouldn't start until January 30th, 2012. Now, 18 years old, she changed her plea to guilty of murder in the second degree. So they they gave her a deal. Because to me, that's first-degree murder. So they probably said to her, if you agree to second-degree murder and plead guilty, you'll get a lighter sentence.
2: Oh, Charity. I don't know. Let's discuss this for a minute because I really hate this kind of stuff. They obviously have more than enough evidence to convict her of first-degree murder. Absolutely. But yet, there's the chance she won't be. Right. So now they offer a plea of second-degree murder. Just to make sure they get her convicted. Yep. If I put myself in the family member's shoes, let's let's both do this right now. I'll ask you straight out. Mm -hmm. God forbid somebody killed one of your family members, which is horrible to think of. Would you want them? Would you? All right. So let's break it down for everybody right here. The prosecutor comes to you and says, we're going to charge them with first-degree murder. Yep. And they're going to attempt to convict them. Would you want the prosecutor to go down swinging because that's what they deserved is first-degree murder with the chance that they could be let go? Or would you want them to take a plea to a lesser charge so they at least serve some time?
3: Ah, uh, That's a tough one. That's a tough one because you, honestly, I cannot even put myself in that mental state.
2: I can't either, but I know for sure. 100% I would want them to go down swinging yeah. with what they deserved.
3: Yeah, take them down.
2: And if they got out or they got off, shame on them. But at least they went down trying. Yeah, I agree. Because I wouldn't want to live. Let's look at um, Kira's case from a couple weeks ago. Yeah. They pled that douchebag out to 30 years. 30 years. Let's let that sink in. 30 years. Horrible. Now- if I was in that, I should have asked her this. I really should have. I would If that was my decision to make, I would have said, no, I want him to go be tried for first degree murder right? and serve the rest of his life. And if he was found not guilty, so be it. At least he was charged and prosecuted for what he did. Right. I don't know. This is creeps. What do you think? Where yeah. do you weigh in on this? It's It's an actual valid, good question. Yeah, it is. And it's hard to put yourself in that situation. It is. It's really hard. I didn't mean to go off on a little side tangent there, but it's just, it makes me so mad when you see it time and time again. Oh, we're going to plead you out just so we don't have to deal with it. I know. It's sickening.
3: And I think also in situations like this, it saves the court money. (sighs) Not really. Which is, well, if they don't have to go through a full trial.
2: Well, at the end of the day, charity, it's not their money. It's our money. That's what I'm saying. We put them in charge. That's true. To do this. Yep. And there should be not a cost associated with it. I, I
3: totally agree. That money is there
2: for this reason.
3: I totally agree with you on that. Let's l-
2: Honestly, let's look at it. This is something, this gets into a bigger subject. I don't even know if we have time to go on this. When people say, oh, it costs this much money to run a trial. Okay, well, these prosecutors are still being paid whether True. they're in court or not. Mm-hmm. That judge is still being paid. The people that are making out are the defense attorneys because they're getting paid handsomely. Yeah. So where does the, the money, that's, that's, doesn't fly with me. This whole it saves money by not having to do no because all these people are still employed. Yeah, who work for the state? That's true. I don't know. Just food for thought. Let us know what you think.
3: It is. So Alyssa told the courtroom every gory detail of oh, the murder. Boy. The court listened with horror. There were gasps in the courtroom. Gasps.
2: I don't know if I would want to know.
3: The defense brought in psychological experts to say that Alyssa was emotionally damaged. They talked about her family history and her history of depression and cutting. They, of course, brought up the time she spent in facilities trying to help her. They also blamed the Prozac she was on and the fact that her dose was increased just two weeks before the murder. That's why I said you keep give me that a break. Right. That they're trying. Give me a f-
2: that yeah whatever.
3: As the prosecution was again going over every detail of the murder and pleading with a judge for the maximum sentence, Alyssa broke down crying uncontrollably. Now she cries. Yeah. So when she broke down crying under crocodile tears, her grandparents left the courtroom because they were so emotional. Remember, these grandparents tried to help her. I can't imagine the guilt and pain they feel. So they probably broke down crying because, oh, not only, yes, your granddaughter murdered somebody, but it's your granddaughter that you tried your best to help. yep, but you feel horrific for the family that lost their daughter. You know, so I can understand why they had, they were probably just overwhelmed. My
2: know? mother made it very clear to us growing up. She, so I'm one of six. Um, my oldest brother passed away. Then I have an, a brother who's older than me, Then me, a younger brother and two younger sisters. It was made very clearly to us growing up that I love you to death. And this was from both of my, my mom and my dad. Yep. But if you ever commit a crime, I'll be the first person to take you. Right right to the police station. Oh, absolutely. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. That was serious.
3: My parents were the same way. Will still love you. Yep. But you will do the right thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the way I was raised. And I raised my child that way. Absolutely. After the judge announced he wouldn't be sentencing Alyssa until the next day, Elizabeth's grandmother yelled out, I think Alyssa should get out of jail the same day Elizabeth gets out of the grave.
2: Wow, the passion in that when you really think about that.
3: It was a it sounds like it was an extremely emotional courtroom. Extremely. And you know, I don't blame them. <sighs> this goes back themselves. to what I
2: said. I don't know if I would want to be in there to hear this stuff.
3: Yep. Alyssa gave her final statement in court before hearing her sentence. This was February eighth, two thousand twelve. Here is what she said. If I could give my life to bring back hers, I would. Bull mm-hmm. crap. I just want to say I'm sorry for what happened. I'm so sorry. Elizabeth-
2: JK, LOL, ATM. J- oh, I hate this I'm chick. I'm like
3: so sorry. I didn't mean to call someone. It's like,
2: I just want to know what it felt like. Ugh. This is sickening.
3: Elizabeth's mother, Patty Priest, called her an evil monster and said she hated her. Good. The prosecutor wanted her to get life in prison plus 71 years and had this to say. These sentences are appropriate and fit what happened to Elizabeth at the hands of a truly evil individual who strangled and stabbed an innocent child simply for the thrill of it. She was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 35 years. Unacceptable. So she's only no 18. Parole. Right. This should be none. So what's that? She's only 18. If she gets parole at, in 35 years. Uh, pretty much our age. Yeah. That's sad. Not good. No. Not good at all. So I have to give Elizabeth's mother some props. Okay? This woman would not stop. Now, her father was not in the picture at this time. Okay. I'm not going to say where he was because it's that doesn't, doesn't pertain matter. to the case. So Elizabeth's mother filed a wrongful death suit against Pathways Behavioral Healthcare on March 28th, 2015. This included two employees and Alyssa herself. Alyssa had become a Pathways client after she was released from the mental institute after her suicide attempt. The lawsuit says that Alyssa told employees that she wanted to harm Elizabeth. It also says that employees knew exactly what the troubled girl was capable of. None of these people informed anyone of Alyssa's intentions. The Cole County Circuit Judge Patricia Joyce was assigned to the suit that was filed October 18th, 2012. Patty had also filed an early wrongful death suit against Karen and Gary Brooke, Alyssa's grandparents. St. Louis County Circuit Judge Gloria Reno ordered a judgment of $400,000 in that case. So the grandparents have to pay her $400,000.
2: See, I don't don't agree with that.
3: I don't either. But this just shows a mother's grief and anger. All right,
2: now I have another question because the other lawsuit against Pathways. Yeah. Now, you had said there that... Alyssa had stated her intent to kill
3: that is what that is what Elizabeth's mother said. How does she know? i well, she does I don't think she really does. So obviously there was an investigation,
2: so that makes me wonder if they were able to all right, if they were able to figure this out from this investigation, why couldn't the prosecution find this information from the get-go and that would have showed all the intent? to sustain right. the first-degree murder case. So I don't case. think
3: there was. She was just angry.
2: I get the kids. angriness, and trust me, uh, hell or high water, there would be a lot of people's head rolling if this situation ever happened to one of my family members. Right.
3: Well, Patty agreed to drop the case against Pathways and solely went af- after Alyssa. In 2017, Alyssa Bustamante was ordered to pay Patricia 5 million dollars and 9% per year until the debt is paid.
2: All right. Well, what are you going to do? Get blood from a stone?
3: Well, Hold on. Patty did agree to collect less than $500 from Alyssa's prison account, but the agreement also states she can feel free to take more if she wants. I don't know.
2: It's at this point it's it like blood from a stone. It
3: basically I think in her mind, maybe, I don't know if Alyssa were to get out On parole, she would maybe increase the payments and she'd have trouble living on with her life. That's what went through my head.
2: All right. So now this is what goes through my head because we need devil's advocate in this. If we are, quote unquote, doing the systematic, you know, how we do things in life, the goal is to rehabilitate people and put them back out there. Right. So now let's say, for instance... This person is rehabilitated, which I don't believe they should be, or allowed out. So let me state that from the get-go. Right. But if they do, now they have all these years of interest hanging over their head, and they have all of this money that is now owed, and it's just going to lend them to, if they got out, now going back into a life of crime to try to yeah. pay this. Yeah. You got to look at both ends of the thing. We can't say that we want a society where we are going to re- rehabilitate people and then set them up to fail before they've even accomplished task one.
3: Right. But on top of that, here's my thing. She definitely had mental issues. Yes. But there are many, many people with mental issues that do not plan, execute and murder people. I agree with you. She, to me, was of sound enough mind when she committed this murder. I'm sorry. She did have issues that she was trying. They were trying to help her with, but um, she definitely, I don't
2: know. I'm not. I'm not fighting you, Charity, and I agree with you. Yeah. My issues stem from now, and this takes nothing against the victim, right? At all,
3: right? Of course not.
2: But her mother is now suing everybody for I money.
3: Know. I I just think those
2: grandparents. I'm sorry. Tried to get her help. I know. They sent her to institutions. They got her on medication. Now they're out four hundred thousand dollars. Trust me. Those grandparents lost somebody they loved the minute this person went to jail. I agree. They're not happy with what yep. happened. I guarantee they're completely saddened
3: by the loss of this little girl. Oh my gosh, I'm sure. I just think she was she couldn't get beyond the anger. That's how I feel. Okay, but we need to as a society separate
2: this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, it's sad to say. It is. There's no amount of money that's going to get given to me that will ever bring back a family member. Right,
3: exactly. It will
2: never help. It will never feed. All it will do is feed my vengeance for more.
3: Yeah. I, I, I just I, feel
2: strongly about that.
3: I agree. I mean, I just, I think I can't say what was going on in her mind when she None of us did can. all this. So I don't really know. So we can only speculate. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel. I also know? don't ever
2: want to be in this situation.
3: I never want to be in this situation. So I don't ever.
2: want. I don't want anybody to say like I'm taking one side or the other because oh, I'm God, not. No. There's no good side. No. Here. This
3: this podcast is all about discussion. Yeah. And we we welcome other people's opinions. And sometimes we agree, and sometimes we don't fully agree. And that's what it's all about. Because any
2: minute you could ask me, what would you rather have, your daughter or four hundred thousand dollars? Oh, absolutely.
3: That question exactly. Yeah,
2: it would be my daughter. Thousand percent of the time. That's
3: an easy answer. Absolutely.
2: All right. Let me give a big shout out to my daughter, who is now a huge Case Watch fan. I know. Like, she's freaking out, loving the show. and Her father
3: is Mark from Case Watch.
2: She always asks me, can I get the newest episode before everybody else? (gasps) And I say, no, you need to give us the download numbers, because that's what pays the bills. (laughs) I
3: love that you make her wait. That's awesome. I do.
2: So, Aubrey, Daddy says hello.
3: Hi, Aubrey. I haven't met you yet, but I can't wait. Okay, so I'd like to end this by talking about the victim and all of this. Nine-year-old Elizabeth Olton. So sad. Those who knew Elizabeth described her as a girly girl that loved cats, like you, Mark. Yep. Her favorite color was pink, and at the trial, all her family members and friends wore pink to show support.
2: Like I said, I couldn't imagine being in any of this situation. Nope. And I don't know. I have very strong feelings and react to things. But I'm also not in the situation. So it's hard for me to say. It's so sad. That's the
3: thing, right? It's like we can talk about what we think, how we think we would feel or how we. And thank God we're not we're having to deal with a situation like this. All, all around. Now her, her little friends and stuff. It's just so sad.
2: It really is, Charity. And let's not forget, at the end of the day, the one that we need to remember out of any of this is nine-year-old Elizabeth Olton, who is no longer here to live the rest of her life hell she's no longer here to even start her life
3: her life hadn't even started this is horrible peggy florence who spoke on behalf of the family had this to say she was somebody special they called her girly girl she would be outside in the snowstorm or in the mud in her frilly little dress it's so sad i mean you just you that puts it in real perspective you know of her just she was just a little girl
2: so sad charity thank you for finding another great case to share with everybody guys Remember to follow the show on social media, Facebook and Instagram, CaseWatch Watch Podcast, Twitter, Case Watch Pod. This is a case I want to hear your feedback on.
3: Yeah, definitely.
2: I know we kind of went at each other a little bit Not here. Not really. I don't it's think out so. of love, though. Of course. But we want to know what you guys feel. Yeah,
3: do you think the mother... Was just in such grief and anger that she felt that she needed something. I get all something. aspects of it. It's yeah. just it's just
2: something doesn't sit right with me.
3: I understand. I, you know what? I totally understand where you're coming from. I guess
2: that's the way I should have said it. it. just doesn't sit right. That's what it is. It just feels. No, I
3: think you got your point across. feels
2: ooky like blood money to me.
3: I, You know what? I agree. I do.
2: Charity, like I said before, a very well researched case. Thank you so much for bringing this one to all of our creeps.
3: You're welcome, Mark.
2: All right, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. See ya.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple.